0: Hey everyone, before the video starts I just want to thank you all so much for the great response that we've had from um, everyone basically for the new channel and um, just the releases that have been coming out. We've been having great guests, we've been having great... comments great people like in the discord so thank you so much uh I'm horrible at promoting my own shit so um I just want to take the time now to actually say some things before I forget and then never mention them we do have a discord please go down below uh, it'll be there there's some cool stuff you'll get to see some sneak peeks uh, I put updates there there's also just a bunch of dumb memes um we're also on podcasting apps so you don't have to watch it on YouTube we're on Spotify Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts soon um anchor overcast basically any of the podcasting apps that you normally would have um so please check us out there if you'd rather not watch the video um so let's just jump right into the podcast with articraft enjoy hello it's, been, it's a it's a pleasure having you on and um so i'm here with Fornad. uh are you what is your role in Articraft? are you the owner
1: so uh yeah essentially so so back in uh back in it was 2014 i uh founded uh Articraft and i've kind of been running it um with a few interruptions uh ever since
0: oh wow okay cool yeah so that's perfect uh I mean, you're known for Articraft. What is it for people who don't know? Um, when did it start? Sort of like a general overview of the server.
1: Yeah, so um, Articraft is a server um, which uh, kind of in a sentence seeks to recreate uh, Tolkien's uh, Middle-Earth. It's the world from the Lord of the Rings um, in Minecraft. Um, we started out back in 2014. Um, we were originally, some of our members were originally a part of the uh, Minecraft Middle-Earth server, which essentially seems to seeks to do the same thing. Um, But we decided to go down a different route. We went down a route um, which was modded. We went down a route using the uh, conquest pack, so a more high-definition pack. And more generally, uh, we were looking for more realism, more uh, historical kind of research in our builds and all that kind of thing. Mm. And ultimately, more accuracy to to what Tolkien had in mind when he created his world. Um, So, yeah, we've been running since 2014. Um, As it stands, we have about a third of the map done, uh, maybe a little more depending on how you measure it. Um, and, uh, and the community has kind of stayed um, at a kind of steady level um, throughout that time. So maybe maybe 15 to 20 active builders at any one time, um, mm-hmm. so we're able to maintain a fairly good uh, rate of, uh,
0: of progress. So am I hearing that right? You said you've been around for six years and you guys have a third of the map done?
1: That's correct, yeah. It's an absolutely enormous project. Um...
0: And are you one-to-one?
1: is that uh, what it is? no far from it no okay. so so a one to one to one map would be the size of, of Europe so like the earth you know <laughs> yeah yeah like it would be an enormous area so you, you can't do it so what, what we've done is uh, an area which is um 1 to 58 um in terms of area that's about two and a half thousand square kilometers about the size of like a county in England uh, roughly speaking um so not enormous in terms of the earth but in terms of like minecraft and in terms of the fact that we have to detail everywhere yeah. you know everywhere on the map it's still. A huge amount of work, um so you know we, we've done well to come this far, um, and we hope to continue. That's insane.
0: So currently, as it stands right now, how big, how big is the world? And like, if I may ask, how big is the world file? Is it big?
1: um Yeah. So the world at the moment is about thirty thousand blocks across. I think about thirty by twenty thousand, something like that. Eventually, it'll be, I think, fifty-two by forty-eight or something off the top of my head, thousand wow. blocks. Um, and the world file currently is about thirty gigs, um, but again, we expect that to be you know
0: more than double by the time that we finish, maybe up to hundred gigs. That's amazing. So, what do you guys? What will you do when you guys finish? Like it, it. This is a big part of your life. What, what do you even do? So, it's a weird one, isn't it? The way the way I look at the project is,
1: we don't have a particular goal in mind at the end of it it's almost like a massive art project if you you think of it that way definitely you know we're not we're not you know seeking at the moment anyway this may change in the future but we're not seeking to make this into an rpg or a game or something Mm -hmm. because i think if we did that if we had that goal in mind then you know people would always be looking forward to that like oh when are we going to turn this into a game when is this going to become an mo rpg or whatever yeah i want people to focus on the artistry of it to make it look good and and to turn it into what I believe to be the most accurate recreation of of this universe that's ever been done in any game, um, so that's that's kind of our goal and that's where we get our satisfaction from. There isn't kind of a an ulterior motive beyond that point, if you see what I
0: mean. Oh, definitely. That's that's fucking cool, dude. Like, how? So, what is your background? Are you? Uh, I don't even know what would qualify you for this. Are you, do you? You obviously love the world of of. Uh, Middle Earth. So, where where do you where did you start like loving that sort of um, a world? Um,
1: well, Tolkien. So,
0: I mean, it, it goes back
1: a long way. So, I I'm uh, I'm 25 years old. So, when I was around, I think I was six when The Fellowship of the Ring came out, the, the film, mm-hmm. uh, not the book. Um, the book turned 66 years old yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, but no, I was I was about five years old or six years old when the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring came out, and I think I saw it around that time as well. the memories are obviously hazy um you know loved them immediately um but then only came into reading the books and, and getting into Tolkien's world later on I think I was about 12 when I read Lord of the Rings and and the Silmarillion which is the kind of huge backstory almost the bible to his world you read, read that at 12? I, no 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 I read <laughs> no I read
0: that when I was like 15 I wasn't ready oh okay. yeah I was like that's crazy yeah, I mean uh, even at 15 that's like you that's crazy man that's a, that's it's a,
1: that's f- a dense read. It's a dense, yeah. You, you, no one who reads the Silmarillion first time uh, understands <laughs> it on the first go. People who claim to, they're lying. They're not. They're not telling the truth. Um, so yeah. So I read that when I was like 15, and and, and from there, I think that was around the time when I was 15 or 14 or 15 is when I joined um, Minecraft Middle Earth, so this this older server. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still running. Um, but the vanilla server. Um, and so the kind of the two the two passions kind of merged into one at that point. Um, You know, I'm still interested in Tolkien's world and certainly still in the academic side of things. uh, I'm interested in that. But, um, you know, my interest in recreating the world um, started around that, that kind of age. Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: That's awesome. So you, so you started. You went over to Minecraft Middle Earth. You, you wanted to split off a little bit because you mentioned modded was a was a, a differentiating factor between you two, right?
1: Yeah. So I mean, my original, my original kind of reason for wanting to split off was was more so the um, the law side of things because mm-hmm. uh, MTME, um, you know, they, they have some fantastic builds and I and I won't slate what they've done. Um, but they're very focused on recreating the world as seen in the Peter Jackson films. Um, So a lot of their builds will be kind of direct, kind of one-to-one recreations of what you see in those films. Now, from my perspective, it's more interesting to try to recreate something um, that's just words on a page. It's never been seen before. Exactly, never been seen before. And also, you have more creative freedom that way. You're not just copying what's been done um, by other artists, right? So there was that side of things. And there was also the side of me that felt that, you know, if we're going to recreate this world, we should try and do it in, a, in an accurate way in, in the way that the author kind of intended it to look. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that that was my original starting point. And then the modded stuff came in later when we realized that, um, you know, being able modding this, this, this uh, resource pack that we were using conquest um, would give us so many more options in terms of our builds. Um, and it was only later on that we that we moved into uh, what, what is now Conquest Reforged. Mm-hmm. Um, that mod was only created. I'm not sure Creative would have to would have to confirm, but I think that was about 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we started out with a mod called AC Block, so our own mod, um, and then we moved into um, Conquest
0: Reforged uh, uh, later on. Yeah, how's that process been? So when you, I mean, you guys are obviously a a big. Um force in that in that community. So when you like, say you need like a new block added, is they are they really good with that? Like just getting something added pretty
1: quickly. Yeah, they're 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 fantastic. Yeah. So luckily one of the guys who um helped me found Articraft, um, Wheelie is one of the uh texturers for the Conquest Reforged mod. Um the oh, two communities yeah, massively. So the two communities are very entwined, Articraft and the and the C R devs, they're very like tight. So if we need if we need new blocks or whatever, you know, these guys will will be um We'll be happy to provide which is really helpful you know we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that we do without their support um so that's fantastic
0: so did you ever have to redo any of your builds like from the beginning when say you made something back in 2015 or 2016 have you gone back and like fixed it to like sort of meet a standard that you guys have now
1: uh yeah massively so that that's that's an ongoing uh thing which um you know becomes one of these these sources i wouldn't say a source of tension but it's definitely like a debate that people have right mm-hmm. because on one side you have you know we need to continue building this world because there's so much to do and we just need to push onward and continue doing new projects right but then there's the other side that says well there are these iconic locations like the shire was the first build we ever did right back in 2014 2015 and um sort of it it grew increasingly outdated as time went on as we you know got new blocks as we got better at building, as we got better at Researching our builds and in pulling from history and all this stuff that we do nowadays, we did some of that back in the day, but but things have changed. You know, things have got better, and so there are that side of the community that says, "Look, we need to update these builds because these are our, you know, these are iconic builds, these are important builds, and they need to look as good as the rest of the server does." So, what we do is we, we kind of have our server in a way split between some people who are doing what what we refer to as revamps, so revamping the shire, making the shire look better. Um, but then most of the community is still focused on kind of pushing onwards, doing new builds, um, and it's a fine balance. It's a kind of tightrope that you have to walk right between the two things, um, especially when you know you have such a huge map and such a relatively limited number of builders. Um, it's something that you have to you have to manage carefully.
0: Yeah, how do you manage your builds? Like, um, obviously you have an application process for builders. Like that's not unique. But what do you? How do you guys like? With this huge world that you want to create, how do you sort of section off like, OK, we're going to you guys are going to work on this or is it just what they choose they want to work on or what? Um,
1: so our, our, uh, our project system was actually developed um, based on the way that um, Westeroscraft run their builds. Um, so you'll have, you know, people who are qualified builders um, and who have, who have successfully applied can now apply for um, projects. Right. So they, they pick a project, they say that's open. Um, and they say I want to build this project, they put together an application taking everything into account they need to take into account. They present it to us on the forums and then um, the overseers who are like the kind of managers of the server and I will take a look at the, the application and decide if it's good enough or if it needs some edits or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we'll approve it and then they, they, they crack on with that. Um, so that's the way that we run projects. Um, generally speaking these days or the way we've always run it in fact is um, I determine, right, these are the areas that we need to focus on, right? Because there is, a, there is a danger of people just going off and doing all their own things and, like, 20 projects running at once, and so nothing much gets done. It's important to, like, focus your attention on, on specific areas at any one time so that things actually get done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, again, it's one of these balances that you have to make between, you know, um, spreading out your resources so that people don't don't get too burned out on one style or one area um, but also not being too spread out so that, you know, there's no progress made. Um, the way that we do it, um, especially these days now, is we have, what we'll have, we'll have a like a project uh, lead for a region, so say like a region of Rohan, so say the Westfold is one of these um, one of these regions, in fact the picture behind us is from Helmsteep, which is one of the builds um, in the Westfold, mm-hmm. um, so you'll have a project lead for the entire region, um, they'll apply for that entire region and they will direct that entire region but then individual projects within that so, you know, villages, homesteads, castles, whatever mm-hmm. will be applied for by individual people within that you know, so it's kind of like a almost uh, family tree is probably the wrong way of putting it but there's, there's layers as you go down um, from kind of big overview stuff all the way down to, you know, individual buildings um, and it, it kind of works in that kind of hierarchical
0: manner um,
1: and it seems to work
0: that's, yeah, so you guys have it all figured out. I mean, six years is a long time. I'm sure you've, you've had time to figure that shit out, you know? Yeah, exactly, uh, and, and we, we uh, try exactly. stuff out, and what works, you know, doesn't work, and, you know, we, we, we figure things out over time. There's a, there's Gimli behind us, creeping. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I actually, speaking of Creative Realms, he actually informed me earlier that um, on the topic of uh, the Minds of Moria, you guys have um, to deal with the height limit, right? So how are you guys dealing with that?
1: So yeah, so Moria is a funny one. Um, it's 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 going to be well, not quite unique on the server, but but fairly unique in that um, most of the time, what we'll do is we'll build stuff within the map, right? So everything that I on the massive terrain that we have, we build stuff on there, mm-hmm. and it all fits together, and it's all it's all a single world, right? The issue with Moria is you need to fit this enormous kingdom. Um, you know, with lots of holes and stuff under a single mountain chain, right? And because of the height limit, you have to contend with that and it makes it difficult. So what we've done is one of our devs has set up an automatic um, teleportation system. So you go to the west gate of Moria, you you know, you say the word in in game, um, the doors will slide open, you walk in and then you get teleported instantly to um, an identical version of that world, but on another, hosted on another map. Mm. Um, but that other map is completely filled with stone, from you know high limit all the way to bedrock, and we have complete freedom to to build within that. Um, additionally, you may remember in the uh, in the film and also in the book when um, Gandalf falls from the bridge and he falls all that way, you know, fighting the Balrog and yeah. the, the um, that obviously is very difficult to with within the height limit. So again, we have another teleportation system set up so that as you fall, you fall from the bridge, you get teleported to the top of another world, you go down again teleport to the top of another world go down again and you do that um, i think three times um, (laughs) so that you get you know the full sense of falling uh, a very long way and so there's lots of different tricks that we can put in place um that make this place feel bigger um than it would be if we just did it all on all on a single map you know
0: wow okay that's pretty ingenious i was thinking like a like a mod to increase it or something but i guess you really do have to worry about like compatibility moving forward right like if if a you know if an update comes out and you want to update to minecraft 116 or something and a mod you were relying on for like a core functionality like that doesn't work then you're kind of screwed right
1: yeah so so we experimented with this back in the day there was a mod i don't know if it still exists called um bibliocraft mm-hmm. um and it's uh, and it let you have like you know chairs and yeah and bookshelves and stuff in the game and we wanted that at the time and it was when we were building the shire i think um but that didn't get updated, and so when we had to update, um, a lot of stuff was broken and had mm-hmm. to be fixed. And right. we learned at that time, like, you know, we need to rely on as few mods as possible. So the only mod that we are reliant on um, is Conquest Reforged. Everything else, um, you know, we can we can do without, Ascended. well, at Optifine, I guess. Um, so, you know, everything else we can do without. So something like Cubic Chunks, which is, I think, known for its... Um, you know, bugginess and incom- incompatibility with other mods and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we would want to kind of hang our hats on. And it's something that we can, we can kind of do without, you know, we're able to build the, the world without. So in terms of our mountains, um, we have a sea level set at Y20, um, <clears throat> a lot lower than, you know, it is in default. So we're able to create much larger, you know, bigger terrains and, and more interesting terrain. Ah, um, gotcha. There's all sorts of tricks that we have to, to kind of overcome that. Ah, gotcha, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So what is, what is your favorite build on the server? What are some of your favorite builds? Because um, I'm going to be cutting between some footage that I'm going to capture later, um, and I want to—I want to know, like, what what would—I mean, obviously, the Shire, Hobbit and stuff like that. But what what is your favorite? Um,
1: you know, part of me, as the as the admin, uh, as the impartial observer, everything should—I uh, <laughs> feel like I shouldn't have favorites. <laughs> You're like a but, parent. I have no yeah, favorite. Yeah, exactly. Shire. Exactly. That's it. Um, but uh, if I had to choose, it would be. Number one would be Rivendell. I think a lot of people would feel that way. Um, it's it's just it's one of these builds that you see it for the first time, and I still come back to it occasionally. having seen it many times, and I still I'm still blown away by it. It's mm. it's just a perfect mix of terraforming and terrain and nature, and then also a fantastic build in the middle of it. Um, oh, there you go. Come at awesome. So there you go. You can see it. Um, what? How did? I don't know how that was done. Um, but there okay. you go. Um, <laughs> Magical uh, means. Yeah. So yeah, Rivendell is fantastic. Um, there's also um, something that has been it's been done recently. Edoras, which is the capital of uh, capital of Rohan, is absolutely fantastic. Again, it's it's that, that 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 merger between a fantastic build, but then also behind it you have these huge, imposing mountains um, that have been done really well. So again, it's that that combination which I really think Articraft excels at between, you know, nature and builds. Um, so yeah, Ederas, what else? Um, that springs to mind. So when we, when we built Methon back in the day, the Grey Havens, um, and for a long time that was kind of the the crown jewel of the server. It's getting a little outdated these days, you know, going back to that previous discussion of mm. uh, things getting outdated with time, but certainly that that still holds a sort of nostalgic place um, in my heart. Where else? Um, you know, I could go on Thornton's Hall's, huge dwarven um, mine complex uh, in the Blue Mountains, which uh, was done last year again absolutely fantastic and huge and you get lost in there easily um, but there's so many and we've done so many builds I mean mm-hmm. we are now oh, I don't know don't know how many projects I think, I think maybe two over 200 I think projects since the start of the since the start of Outercraft. so there's a lot to choose from um, it's a big world Wow
0: well where can where can people find out more about the server and um, maybe if they're interested in building, uh, where can they go for that
1: um yeah so we have a site uh, craft, uh dot me. um if you search for us on google you'll find us very um, easily you know, we have planet minecraft we have all sorts of different pages that you can find um so yeah if you want to log on um we have a, a launcher which you can use it's very easy to launch and, and use um if you're already on conquest reforged you can join using that as long as you have our um, the art of craft overlay Um, But all this information is on the website. Um, You can look around and and discover the world for yourself. And if you want to help build, that would be also, that would be amazing. Um, uh, And that is done through our applications process on the forums. Uh, And again, that's all explained um, using Signs. And you can ask any player on the server as well um, how it works. We're a a friendly bunch, um, so we'll help you out.
0: Yeah, I popped on yesterday just to make sure that my installation was working. And I got, like, three people being very nice to me and asking me, you know, what's up? if I needed any help or wanted, like, a tour or anything. So, yeah, definitely very friendly community you got going on there. Um, but uh, enough talking. Do you want to jump over to the server? And that'd be kind of cool, and maybe we could take a look at some of um, the ones that you had mentioned. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Let's do it. All right. So here we are. We're here in, uh, in Hobbiton. Indeed, yeah. Well, this
1: is, uh, this is in fact, uh, Bag End, which is at the sort of north end um, mm-hmm. of Hobbiton, um, made famous, of course, by uh, um, Frodo and Bilbo, who both lived here. Various times, um, and uh, yeah, we can start by having a look around inside and sure. take a look at some of the uh, blocks we have. So the first cool thing, uh, which you'll see, is we have a little animation um, mod, Ooh. which uh, enables you to open up these doors, and we have that in a few places. Oh wow! Look at this. Oh, it's so cozy in here. Yeah, that's the um, that's really the main the main theme that uh, the guy's redoing um, uh, back end and indeed the entire shire over the past uh, few years have been have been focusing on, I mean, you know, really making you feel comfy and cozy and kind of, you know, uh, like you would want to live here, right? Like the, this is the, the narrative purpose mm-hmm. of the Shire, is to be the kind of home for the, for the protagonists and kind of the place they look back on kind of nostalgically um, in their travels. So, yeah, we wanted to give that a sense of, uh, you know,
0: of home really um, more than any other place on the map. What do you think it is about this world that makes, that like made it, live on this long i mean i i I feel like there's very rarely this amount of enthusiasm for any sort of fictional world
1: it's difficult to say isn't it um i think i mean there's so many there's so many reasons i think i think the thing that took me i can't speak for other people but i remember when i read the when i read lord of the rings um it the first time i read it and indeed the first time i saw the film it was that sense of you know you start out in the shower and it's kind of a small area there's kind of this you know interesting thing about the ring but you know you feel like there's a little mystery about that but generally speaking you're just kind of in a small world and uh, and there's not much more beyond that but then they start to go out beyond it and they start to explore the world and they, and they find these ruins of these ancient um civilizations and you start hearing about all these 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 heroes and the ancient kind of legends and all this stuff uh, and you realize that this is only a tiny part of a much wider, mm. more ancient world that they're they're coming into, right? So there's that sense of history and that sense of almost like this could have been a real place that you get so little from other fantasy writers, right? I think I think often the time, ta- oftentimes, you know, in other in other books, they'll just jump right into the story and they're interested in the story that they want to tell, but for Tolkien, the Lord of the Rings was only the kind of epilogue to a much longer and larger story, and you really get that feeling when you read it this is only a small story in a much larger world and there's so much more going on uh, and so for me that's the kind of that's the appeal of it
0: um, it really is like a fully fleshed out world right like it, i mean obviously yeah. the sim i always say it wrong how do you say it the bible uh, the, Sil- the silmarillion yeah, yeah i mean that is that in itself it's like if you it's almost information overload if you want to know anything you just go there and and that's very rare because you're right like most most fantasy stuff they'll only tell you just as much as they need to get the story done right um yeah exactly yeah so that was just one interior of a building and as far as yes. i know like most of these buildings have interiors right do all of your buildings every
1: every single building has an interior yeah. holy
0: shit yeah. okay
1: yeah and not only does it have an interior but they'll all have a purpose right so we try to do our research with our builds. So like this, for example, I mean, Hobbiton is a weird one because Tolkien actually drew a sketch of Hobbiton. At least he drew the sketch from kind of where I am looking north, right? So all these buildings you'll see on this sketch. We know that this one on the right with the tower is a mill. This one on the left is a grange, so a place to store fodder and hay and stuff um so we know what these buildings were and and where their placement placements were but for places that weren't so detailed um yeah we'll we'll do our research you know we'll make sure that the the appropriate um kind of professions are represented you know you'll have a baker you'll have a smith Mm -hmm. you'll have a butcher you'll have all these different things that you would get in a village um this here is the uh the local post office the one with the i'm standing in front of um so yeah you'll have a whole range of uh different professions represented wherever you go um you know the shire is very um you know english it's very kind of uh 19th going into early 20th century england was kind of the the environment that Tolkien grew up in um and so that's what we are drawing on mostly for the shire but you go to other areas so for example rohan Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and that's mostly drawn on um drawing on kind of anglo-saxon Norse. Um, myths, and uh, kind of culture to develop that region. So we'll go there in a little bit just to show you the contrast. But there's all sorts of different areas that um, that have kinds of different influences that, that we draw and we do the research
0: for. I, I'm i just... I'm marveling at the... Um, just the fo- <laughs> You know, you guys have better foliage, so it just looks so good.
1: Yeah, it's, like it's amazing. Yeah, better foliage is,
0: Yeah, exactly. It's that, that sense of nature
1: um, and kind of everything mm-hmm. being you know integrated into the landscape which, which is really important of course for the shire um in particular um so this is bywater um little village just down from hobbiton and um, this here is the green dragon which you may remember mm-hmm.
0: being one of the uh,
1: uh key drinking uh, establishments
0: um, for the hobbits oh, this is cool there's so many blocks like i get why you guys use conquest reforged like there's so much variety in all this it's really a cool showcase for it
1: yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's a mod that we I couldn't imagine us not using. I mean, I mean, <laughs> vertical slabs alone, right? Like you just look at this corridor here. Like this would look so much worse if you didn't have that that kind of smooth, you know, um, uh, look to it. Yeah, That's crazy those slabs.
0: Have you guys thought? Well, I mean, this is a little bit too late in the process, but like about putting NPCs to um, represent like key characters, or is, are you just doing world?
1: Um, so that would be one of those things that, like, you would want to think about towards the end of the project. So, like, if we were to do, as we were talking about earlier, if we were to do a, a sort of RPG thing, mm-hmm. then that's something we'd consider, you know, going back through the world, adding in NPCs, you know. Um, I don't know what the technical demands of that would be. I'd imagine they'd be quite high, right, to, to fill a world like this with, with yeah, characters. Yeah, probably. Um, so it's something we'd have to look at. But, yeah, that's something I've thought about. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things that we just haven't uh, haven't come to yet. There's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, otherwise. yeah. Well, also, I mean, on the flip side, I think that this sort of, it's like a living diorama, this whole thing. Because like without people, it's almost really cool. It's like you're on a miniature, you know, you're, you're like a god looking over this this giant Lego set, essentially, you know. Like, um, yeah, it's yeah. really cool that it's, it's it, I, I kind of like that it's empty and everything's sort of still life.
1: It's almost like a like a snapshot, isn't it? You know, exactly. Like, you know, the smoke is all still, and
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so
1: so I, I see what you mean.
0: So uh, I had so I had the Shire. Uh, I was while we were talking. I just wanted to write down some some of the things you had mentioned so I could get shots. But um, um, I had Helm's Deep, Moria, Rivendell, Rohan, and Thorin's halls. Um, which one would be nearest and uh, best? Uh, ooh,
1: nearest probably. Well, we can go to Rivendell. Okay. Um,
0: okay. And go from there. I'll TPU now.
1: Um, make sure to set your render is quite high for this. It's going to take a bit of loading in. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. What's the server that you guys run on? I mean, obviously you have to pretty, uh, pretty beefy thing for people running uh, super high render distances all the time, right?
1: Yeah, so what we do, we have a, we have a, I think the, what the server does is it limits render distance to 16, but if you set it higher and you kind of fly to those areas and then fly yeah. back, it'll stay loaded, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just so we're not sending loads of information to people at once. Um, but yeah. So if you, like, fly
0: around and load the whole thing in. Wow, this is insane. So yeah. what do you, you guys use World Painter, or what do you guys use?
1: So uh, we use a combination of tools actually. So so World Painter is, for the majority of the world, um, we do World Painter and that's, that's kind of my job, my main job on the is the kind of terrain um, artist for the majority of the world. But when it comes to locations like this where we want a lot of detail, we want to, to get things really right and looking a certain way, um, we'll use Voxel, um, Voxel Sniper. Um, which is uh, kind of a tool that we rely on to create these these areas as well um mm-hmm. so there's a whole variety of tools that we're uh, and well that of course
0: so we're able to use a whole variety of tools to um you know ensure the look that we want this is insanity Rivendell. yeah it's um <sighs> oh my god that's so really cool yeah it's just like nestled in this valley exactly yeah and it's, it's the description that Tolkien um gave he was he was inspired when he um
1: was I think he was 19 years old. He travelled to a valley, in uh, in Rivendell uh, in Switzerland, which is a real <laughs> place, um, called Lauterbrunnen uh, in the in the Swiss Alps. So if you look at pictures of that, it's absolutely stunning, and, and we really drew inspiration from these like cliff cliff you know really cliffy walls and really steep sided valley, but then a kind of quite green and and almost um, flat uh, bottom to the valley. Um, you know, where you would find this uh, sort of elven house nestled this kind of stronghold mm-hmm. um, in a hidden valley, um, and that was the, the the sensation we wanted to get. And obviously, you go inside, and instantly you can tell that it's uh, very different from the uh, kind of hobbit architecture um, that
0: we uh, that you saw before. Yeah, much more so grand, like, more... high art kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wow.
1: So in here, this is the uh, the hall of fire. Um, so this was kind of the area that they would come to in the evening to kind of talk to each other. So you know, sing songs and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. of the old. And then um, in here, this is the the feasting hall, which is uh, probably the most imposing room um, in the whole building.
0: Yeah, I like this. I like the high ceilings and the chandeliers. So is this part of your kind of overlay right here? uh, Yes, this is one of the many sort of custom paintings that
1: we have. In fact, if you follow me, I can show you a a room where we really put those to work. Um, It's kind of like a... Almost a museum or an area where they um, keep important artifacts and kind of uh, you know keep that preserve that memory, which is all what Rivendell was all about, right? It has a huge library, it has this kind of um, store of history and memory of stuff that was otherwise lost. But you can see all these beautiful paintings, a lot of which we've we've drawn from kind of famous Tolkien artists and kind of brought them into the uh, into the game, um, which is which is really nice It produces quite a cool effect.
0: It does. I'm also very shocked at how... I mean, also, this is another um, uh, shout-out to Conquest Reforged, but how sort of close to Minecraft you've kept it. Like, you don't go too hyper-realistic. It's still very obviously a block-based game, you know? Um, Yeah, and I think
1: think that's the aesthetic. You know, I think
0: a lot of people...
1: um... You know, there are some like photorealistic resource packs. I don't know if you've seen those.
0: Oh yes, um, yeah,
1: definitely. they kind of they just they just look really weird. <laughs> like they look wrong in the game because you've got this like block that's clearly a block, and then it's covered in, you know, five twelve by five twelve detail. It's just wrong. You know, mm-hmm. this is a thirty two by thirty two pack, which I think is a nice balance between, you know, you can get the detail in, but also it kind of preserves the, you know, pixelated nature of the game. You know, um, and it's a, it's a balance you have to
0: strike. Oh yeah, definitely. So do you have like a style guide or just like, I guess you said that there's project leads for each region. So do they have like editor sort of powers in the way that like they can nix anything that they don't like you know, that doesn't fit in with the style that we go for here, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, so a project lead has almost complete control um, over, over what they, you know, what they want. Once they're given approval, you know, that's it. They are now the kind of person who runs it. Um, they determine the style, they make sure that the standards are adhered to. So yeah, they'll essentially, we can go and look at a project that's in progress actually right now if you want to see sure, yeah. how that works. Um, so this is a uh, <clears throat> this is a project in Rohan, um, an area that's called the West End, a very low-lying, very uh, wet area of, uh, of, of Rohan. Um, so here we go, we've got a little style guide that we just uh, walked
0: in front of. So like this is what we want the houses to look like in this area. Um, oh, that, okay. I didn't even realize that yeah. this was floating. Okay, cool. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: So that's like the guide, and then um, and then below us, you can see people have started to. So this was
0: opened up a couple of days ago,
1: and people have started to fill out. Uh, so you see, there's like these wool and templates, right? It's like you know, it says the rough position and, and whatever, and then people actually go in and, and uh, you know build the thing and make it look uh, make it look proper. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how it runs. Um, and then above above the um, Above the templates you can see there are these little planning blocks right so like you've got one up here which was built by this uh, guy who was in um, X Ix his name is um so that was placed and the project leaders approved it so he's put the approved blocks on there um, this one has not been approved um, for various reasons not sure why um but you know this is the kind of organizational side of things so this, this is how we ensure that everything is done properly this kind of oversight, um, you know, this quality control for everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's and, uh, six really beds? Good. Sorry, um, it? six beds means um, just the number of people living in this house. Um, oh. uh, gotcha. yeah, wow, yeah, because um, as well as there's all this other stuff that goes into the world. So a lot, one of the other things we do is um, we have um, population estimates for each region. So we want to um, make sure that each region is kind of appropriately populated. You know, it's not too full, it's not too
0: empty. Get the fuck out um, of here, seriously? Yeah, crazy. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So we go
1: in, and so Rohan as a whole, as a kingdom, we, we're aiming for 8,500 beds um, total, which, which is uh, an expression of, we think there's, well, in, in Rohan, one-to-one, uh, half a million people. Um, and then we are a 58th of the size of gotcha. actual middle earth, so our population in Rohan would be a 58th. It's so equating to about 8,500. Um, so, yeah, 8,500 beds um,
0: means quite a lot of villages. <laughs> yeah, build. for sure. Yeah, okay, I see I see it taking shape here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can go and look at a finished Rohan build now sure, to yeah. see what this sort of thing looks like. So this is, in
1: fact, um, the capital of Rohan. Um, there are many other... Um, villages and settlements, and but this is the largest of them, um, and it's sort of um, I think it's about a thousand beds here. Um, took us about a year and a half, I think, to build. Um, so
0: you can just look through. Uh, a year and up, a half, just so a year and a half. Yeah,
1: if you fly around, um, you'll see how big it is. Um, but you know, additionally, it wasn't the only project we were working on during that time as well. You know, we were doing many other things at the same time. Um, but it's still
0: pretty extensive. Um, yeah, I don't think I can load this in one um, yeah. <laughs> view distance, like it's it's fading out in the distance. Oh, what's this huge building over here? So this is um, uh, Medesel, which is the king's hall. Um,
1: so this is the king of Rohan, um, where, he, where he hangs out. Um, and uh, we actually held a competition for this. So we had something like 15 or 20 entries, people who wanted to create their own version of this hall. Um, but we settled on this one um, in the end. And it's, uh, it's pretty spectacular.
0: Oh, I like the animations, they're so cool. So, yeah, this the uh, the Anglo Saxon and Norse um, I influences see it. Yeah. Yeah, are, are really
1: big. Uh, and there it is, the throne. Yeah, I mean, you, you just take a look at our dime map to see uh, how, how large of a kingdom this is. We think this is probably one of the larger, you know. Um, Kingdoms ever made in the game. In I was terms gonna of just a number of people.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask like it. I mean, what is the largest structure or largest uh, sort of community built thing in in Minecraft? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: Um, so I mean, there's Westeroscraft, right? Which uh, which is another um, similar project. To it. like, yeah, yeah, very ambitious. Um, they're also modded like we are. They use a 32 by 32 pack like we do, and we we sort of have a lot of similarities with them. Um, I think their project as a whole, uh, their, their sort of continent as a whole, will be smaller than ours when it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a single like Westeros is like a, well, it's technically seven kingdoms, right? But it's it's all ruled by a single uh, single king. So yeah, I guess in that sense, it's it's larger. Um, um, there's a few others. I, you know, there's, there, there was one I remember years ago that was trying to recreate Beijing from. 1751 or something Mm -hmm. one-to-one. I don't know if that's like still going, but you know, there's various, you know, mega projects out there Yeah, Um, we're we're certainly one of the one of the ones that's still going You know, I think there's quite a lot of those those ones that have kind of faded out over the years.
0: Yeah, Um, what do you attribute to your um, longevity? um, It's it's hard to say really. I think there's a few things probably one of the main things uh, Has to be
1: the enduring popularity of Tolkien's work, right? Like that's something which I mean, I think famously Lord of the Rings was the second uh, best-selling book in the 20th century after the Bible, right? right? And that was even that was even before um, you know the Lord of the Rings films came out and have won the most awards of any film series ever. Um, you know, so there's that enduring popularity of that of that series and those films. Um, I think, additionally, you know, uh, you know, our, our kind of commitment to quality and our commitment to making um, you know this map as good as possible. I think you know the the passion that people have for it, um, kind of. Entices other people into the project as well. I think, you know, there's that kind of snowball effect where, you know, you put that work in and people will see that work and appreciate it and mm. want to help out and contribute what they can as well. So I think it's probably those two things um, more than anything. Um, let's look at Thorin's Halls. I think it's uh, sure. kind of maybe a final thing. Um, haven't looked at anything dwarven yet. So, so this is way at the other side of the map compared to where we just were. We probably traveled about like 30,000 blocks <laughs> from where we were. Um, but yeah, this is up in the north, northwest of, uh, of Middle Earth, um, and this is a refuge of, of the dwarves. Um, so I, I don't know if you've seen the Hobbit movies or read The Hobbit, but but after the dwarves were um, kicked out of Erebor by um, by Smaug, they, um, they kind of fled as refugees and they came here um, to a pre-existing mine, but um, which they kind of built upon and and uh, um, you know developed um, with time um, and turned it into this uh, huge. Uh, complex so again this is one of these um, um animated doors i think i'm not sure how to operate it. i know there's like an operation system um it's one of these things where you have to actually go up and press the appropriate lever or something i don't know i can tell i mean you i'm sure you believe me oh yeah <laughs> no definitely close. uh but yeah um, and then yeah the main hall is is pretty extensive this this, this goes on forever
0: yeah, that's the thing. So I, I never watched the Hobbit movies, but I watched or I read the books as a, as a kid, and um, yeah, I do remember this. And this is very cool to see come to life in front of me. It's really yeah. Weird. So this is
1: this is uh so this isn't actually uh, something that you see in the Hobbit. Um, you only hear about it kind of briefly. The Erebor, which is the mountain where the dwarves actually want to retake, um, that's something we haven't done yet, and that's going to be even bigger than this is um this is kind of just uh, almost this is something that only appeared in a few sentences you know in Tolkien's writings mm-hmm. and he spent like two years doing it That's <laughs> he, only, he probably he probably only wrote like a, a paragraph about it in total you know um so is this
0: yeah. like it there's a whole functioning city in this uh, yeah
1: completely functioning so completely self-sustaining other than the food which um uh, they, we think, well either they hunted it, um, so in the mountains around about, or they traded it with the um, the hobbits in the Shire for the kind of um, vegetables and crops that they uh-huh. grow there um, in exchange for the kind of metals and craft work that the uh, the dwarves produce here um, in the mines and, and from their various um, you know, uh, workshops and stuff. You know, the thing about the dwarves is they've always been known as kind of the, the great craftsmen and the great smiths, you know, they've, they've always been um, the most Uh, One of the most skilled groups of people um, in middle earth. So that's what they generally tend to do is they they don't bother with farming They let other people do that for them. Um, They kind of trade with them um, For for food, but otherwise everything else is self-sustaining. So you'll see in markets everywhere. You'll see professions um, Just in this hall alone, but you can go out and and explore the rest of the the mines which are absolutely vast. Um, I Don't know how many rooms there are and how many halls there are in here, but I would say number of halls maybe like 20 um big ones um and then lots of smaller rooms and obviously all the dwellings and the houses and stuff it, uh, it's it's kind of yeah it's mind-blowing and it's only one of i think 11 mines in the blue mountains total it's the largest
0: of them but mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's how do long. you how, how do you retain all of this knowledge you're just like a oh retain it oh i mean as i said i've been running the project for six years right yeah. and
1: I've, I've taken other people on tours and i've helped oversee a lot of his stuff so it, it all just kind of sticks in the memory over time <laughs> um yeah
0: i'm in like some sort of uh i don't even know it's like cages with blood oh i think this is like the um
1: I think this is like the cockfighting arena that they have, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh! They use, use just to yeah, make animals fight each other and stuff, yeah. I don't think they were uh, they weren't animal rights activists, these guys. Um,
0: yeah, you know. It's what you get <laughs> dealing with dwarves in Middle-earth. Oh, that's cool. Oh, this is so... This is cool, it's like a little mess hall. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the...
1: Yeah, this is... If you go in here... My um, your LTP. So I think this is one of the elevators down to the mines. I'm not sure if we can get down here or not. Um, let's see. I'll fly down and see if I can uh, teleport you. Okay. So this is at the bottom of the mine shaft. Um, you can see this is. I think this leads down to the mines. Yeah. So this is one of the main, um, one of the main kind of corridors leading into the mines' beneath, um, the main settlement. So the way that we kind of develop these mines is, what well, we have them in our mind is. You know, these tunnels all started out as mines, and they all started out getting the iron ore and stuff out of them. And then when they get depleted, they get turned into, you know, residential areas and streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you'll see other areas of, of um, Thorin's Halls that look kind of like this, but they'll have, like, houses mm-hmm. and stuff dug into the side of them, and it's almost like an underground street. Um, whereas this bit is still kind of like an active mine, um, and it's still being used.
0: Whoa, I don't... This, I, <laughs> I just heard, like, a loud sound while... We... I think that might have just been a cave sound. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just a cave sound, freaky. But he's going forever.
1: Like you know, you can come in here, and this is one of the side passages, and yeah, we can really get into the
0: kind of cramped spaces. What that the fuck? Yeah, on. and there's like like piles of little rubble here. It's wow. Yeah, no stone is unturned, for lack of a better phrase. Here, you guys really go. All out. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, we often say this when we're building stuff like no one's ever gonna see this. Like <laughs> it's
1: it's entirely it's entirely possible that you'll build something like this, you know, one of these little tunnels and no one will ever come in here ever again. It's like, a high probability, but, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. But it's that it's that fact that someone might come here and might find it, and that's the thing, right? You know, it's that that attention to detail which mm-hmm. is evident everywhere you go, right? And that's that's the kind of you know our driving force um behind everything we do. This is awesome.
0: So in, uh, I have Moria, if we could go there, if that would be, um, so
1: is that? Uh, well, very, very not started, like we've done oh, like gotcha. very basic plan. Okay. I can show you something that might give you a sense of the scale, actually. I can show you our one to 10, um, like wall plan that we have going, which is sure. quite good. So <clears throat> this is one to 10. Um, what so am every, I looking at? So if it's, yeah, it takes a while to process. So every, every block you look at here represents a 10 by 10 square of blocks uh, underground, right? Um, so that should give you an idea of the scale of what we're doing. Um, all the different colors represent the different levels in Moria. So the um, the, the colors made out of wool are the, uh, what I call the levels in Moria, and the ones made out of uh, stucco, I think there it is, yeah, are, um, are the deeps. Um, and the different levels so like the first one up here um is you know a one two five six leveled world right and then you go, the thing i was talking about earlier with the teleportation mm-hmm. that's below it right so you get teleported um from here down to here and then you fall and you keep teleporting all the way to the water down down here at the bottom um yeah this takes a little while to process because it, it's so
0: yeah the again i can't get people coordinated to do anything and you guys are making a world like it and you're in these people are doing it out of just pure passion right like it's crazy that you i mean i guess it's not crazy but it's just it, it seems like a lot of very well done planning you know like that seems to be a secret to your success yeah something that, we've, something that we've learned over the years is like if you don't plan something out before you do it,
1: it it's going to be a complete nightmare especially mm-hmm. with something you know, as big as this, you know, as big as Moria, which is going to be the largest, you know, single build that we have um, on the server. Um, if you don't plan this out, you know, with absolute detail beforehand and make sure everything is done correctly, then it's just going to turn into a complete, you know, mess um, as soon as uh, as soon as you start it. Whereas if you have it all planned out, you know, what you're going to do before you start, then it's just a matter of of building right, and you can focus on the artistry.
0: Yeah of things. Wow, this really sort of puts into perspective how big it is because this is a 1 to 10 of your build, which is a 1 to 58, so that's good. Like, like, one block is like 580 blocks, right? Uh, so not quite. It's a little weird with Moria. So Moria is a slightly different scale to the rest of the map. I think Moria is
1: a, a 1 to 19 um, mm, okay. scale model, right? So, um, you know, every one block is actually 19 meters um, in a real Moria, but yeah, I mean, Moria, I think, was like 30 or 40 miles across in reality. It was, it was like insane. Um, you know, so we obviously have to scale that down, but it's not as scaled down as the rest of the map. If that gotcha. makes sense. Yeah, but yeah.
0: So you wanted to preserve sort of the majesty and the huge, the, the...
1: yeah, exactly the oh. grandeur of it, mm-hmm. which which you really have to get across to people. You know, it, I remember um, on the uh, on the MCME, the Minecraft Alert server, when I was originally on there when they built Moria for the first time. It was like it's something that just just blew people away more than anything else, right? Because it was just this so huge and so uh, intricate and and, uh, and and vast that you, you couldn't get your head wrapped around it, and this is going to be, you know, even
0: more, <laughs> even more so. Right. So, so what are these? Uh, what what are these like tendrils that are coming off? Like, uh, um, these green glass tendrils that I'm following. Right so now. the glass. Okay, so this is a whole other dimension I haven't even spoken about yet. So. Um,
1: the glass types represent different rock uh, layers in Moria, um, so we go into geology as well um, when we build our <laughs> So, like different different uh-huh. areas will have different geologies. So, like uh, Helm's Deep, for example, all the terrain around there is all limestone, so you get caves and stuff, and you get interesting rock formations. But you get other areas which are uh, uh, granite, and so you'll get. You know, we we look into you know um, we used to have a professional geologist on the team, um, and we still you had a what. One. A professional geologist. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who was who did a lot of advising of, of different rock layers and on the map. So like you go to different areas on our map and you'll see different areas made out of different kinds of rock, uh-huh. and that will that will dictate the kinds of uh, you know structures and and terrain you'll see in these different areas. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different thing. I didn't even speak about, but yeah. Um, yeah, make,
0: you make you failed plans. to mention the professional geologist you had on your team, but that's fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, it, there's a lot of stuff to get across to someone when I, when I try to introduce this. Oh, I to bet. Them.
0: Well, that's uh, why, I mean, I wanted to, I mean, this whole thing started because I wanted to interview Creative Realms about um, Conquest Reforged, and then it sort of turned into, like, holy shit, your server community is, is crazy. Like, so I wanted to see... Oh. I wanted to see it's just like what talent. the breadth of what you guys can do with this well what am I looking at so this is
1: um this is Isengard um this is uh the Fortress of Saruman um which you see in both the two towers
0: and uh, the return ah, of the king yes. oh so uh, the huge sp- yep there it is just loaded yeah <sighs> yeah wow so yeah um, this is one of those again one of those projects which really
1: merges the build and the nature together really nicely if you look at the gardens around here we're really quite proud of these um intricate guns that you have around the tower. This is, again, this is uh, incredibly well-detailed. The tower is obviously filled with stuff. The walls around the edges um, are all where his uh, his army and his servants lived, um, so those are all kind of hollowed out. And there's oh, they lived in the best. walls? Yeah, yeah, um, I know that. yeah. And there's also tunnels underground.
0: Um, so this is kind of
1: pre... It's not pre-corruption, right, because he's already corrupted by this point, but he's trying to keep it secret from the world. Right. It's so all of the greenery there, right? and stuff. Uh, no, you're thinking of um, think oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, oh,
0: yeah, no, no, no. Different, different guy, white if... wizard. <laughs> right? No, um, yes, this yeah. is the one where he fell off the tower, right, and landed on. Yes, that thing, indeed. Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah, that like um, yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: so so uh, later on, you'll see that the, all the trees get cut down, all the nature gets destroyed, and yeah. it gets turned into just an industrial wasteland. Um, but this is kind of the before bit where it was still kind of he, he was he'd become corrupted. He had all these plans, but mm. uh, he was keeping it secret um, from the world.
0: Wait. So but yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty. You guys are. Uh, so what, What's the yeah? What's the time period for you guys? You obviously have chosen an an era, right? Uh
1: yeah. So um, how to explain it? So this is set a couple years after um the birthday party you see right at the beginning of that. Um, Published Pel- Pel- with the ring right for Bilbo. Mm-hmm. So Bilbo puts on the ring. He disappears. He goes off to then He leaves Frodo um in charge of Bag End. So it's set a few years after that. But something that the um the movies don't get across that um it was in fact. I think it was 17 years or 18 years between the party and when Frodo ends up leaving the Shire with the Ring and going to Rivendell and all really? the like, Lord of the Rings yeah yeah it's a mass. it's a long long period of time between the birthday party and the and the rest of the story happening so we're kind of in that in between period gotcha. so things are beginning to kind of heat up right like all the, the, the preparations for the war are kind of happening
0: but uh, you know there's not like a hot war um, so to speak when mm-hmm. started yeah this is I've I might just, like, hop on here while I'm, like, I don't know. I don't even know. I just want to, like, walk around some of these places. I yeah, mean, you I mean, get...
1: there's so much to explore. Yeah. Distracted.
0: So to explore. How do you build when there's just crazy shit like this? That I would just want to walk around all the time. I wouldn't even want to build. A lot of people, a lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people, like, you know, you know, they're builder and stuff. Obviously, they help build, but sometimes you'll just find them, you know, wandering around
1: and looking at <laughs> stuff, which, which is entirely, like, that's fine. Like, that's why we do it, right? You know, for people to appreciate and to to enjoy the world so
0: so is your end goal to to distribute it are you gonna like give it out for download or are you just gonna keep the server up for like i don't know have you thought about
1: um so the away? end game yeah I, I don't know yeah as you
0: say it, it's a long way away i think
1: i mean we would probably when the map was done we would give it out for download obviously we wouldn't you know charge anything because that would be uh you know uh, dangerous waters copyright wise right now mm-hmm. but uh but yeah no we would eventually we would eventually you know distribute it for download some some people ask you know um uh, Ask you know why can't we uh, you know, can you can you give it out for download now um, and uh, and what we always say to that is well it's a constantly developing map right we're always building new stuff yeah and and, and there wouldn't really be any point in giving out a download because like the next week it would be outdated um, and and additionally it's already you know it's already thirty gigs so for us to continually provide an updated download um, you know would be would be just ridiculous right so and also the other thing is we want to encourage people to actually join and look around Ex- of just yeah it. for sure um, so there's a few reasons we don't do it um, but uh, it's it's available for the public there's no whitelist at all you know you
0: can look around um, so. so have you done any other big sort of like what's have you done like Magazine interviews or anything like that. Uh,
1: there was one back in the day. Uh, I think it was with a, a magazine called um, PC Gamer. I think it was in mm-hmm. the UK. I think it was PC Gamer or it was Game Math- It was Games Master that was it, in the UK. Um, so yeah, we had, we had like a few pages um, on there. There was a journalist who took an interest in us and, and, and did an interview. But um, that was not our only print media um, kind of appearance. Beyond that, there's been quite a lot of you know a few videos on YouTube that have done reasonably well. Um, the, the biggest exposure we ever got, in fact, was a an album of The Shire that I put out back in like twenty fifteen, I think it was. We just finished The Shire for the first time, and I and I put out an album. I wasn't expecting much, and it got like half a million views. Like on Reddit um, or something? Uh, it was on it, it was on uh, Imgur originally. Like this community on there picked it up, but then uh-huh. it was yeah, then it was picked up on Reddit and a lot more people Saw it that way too. Oh wow! Um, that that was the most exposure we ever got, and then beyond that, uh, there's been there's been some stuff over the years, you know, in the tens of thousands of views, but never never huge amounts um and i kind of mixed feelings on that one like obviously i want as many people to see the world as as i can but my worry is if we got like a huge amount of attention suddenly i don't know if we would have the facilities or the capacity to handle that many people Mm -hmm. um coming online um so you know the the the, the kind of activity that we're at at the moment is sustainable um and we would need to kind of build up to a, a bigger level of activity over time slowly right rather than you know, just going viral uh, out of nowhere. Um, so that's that's an interesting aspect of community, uh, running a community like this.
0: Yeah, that's something that I, I think isn't, is a lot of people, like the idea of going viral is very enticing, right? But you're right, it does come with the consequences of, you know, managing that new found community and integrating them into the one that you already have. Um, it's, it's, it's a tight rope you gotta walk.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I, I think I hit... I mean, obviously there's a fucking ton more that we could go over. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could, we, you could spend literally days uh,
1: looking around this map and looking at all the different builds. It, it, it's not feasible. <laughs> a single video. And we always, Whenever I do a video on it or do a video with someone, I always say to the end, you know, if you guys want to see more, I encourage you to come on and look around for yourself, because it's the only way it's the only way to see the server properly is to is to really just get in there and look at the details and, and to explore for yourself
0: and, and walk around the world, and there's no better way of seeing it. So, um, yeah, highly encourage you guys to come on. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. I might. I mean, obviously, I'll be on the server, but um, I'll maybe get a little bit more footage from there. But yeah, you did. This is amazing. Um, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you for letting me do this.
1: No, no problems at all. Thank you for coming on.
0: Hey, well thank you so much for that that tour man i do appreciate it where um where can people find you and um and more importantly the the server what, what's the website uh so the
1: website is uh ardercraft.me um Ardercraft, um a-r-d-a and then just craft uh, as in minecraft mm-hmm. um you can find us on there you can find us on uh any social media space um you uh you get a shake stick out you know twitter Instagram. Uh, YouTube, Reddit, we have all of them. Uh, so yeah, anywhere on there, and uh, and you can join. Uh, as I said, we've got a mod pack, we've got a launcher, which is uh, makes it very easy to to, to join. Um, and you can look around our world. Um, there are signs that spawn, so you can you can explore the world um, and uh, and kind of see it all for yourself. So, in fact, something I didn't show you during our tour is we have a little mini map of the world, and um, which shows what has and hasn't been done. So you can walk to it, you can look at each uh, individual area, and then you can. Know, read the signs and, and get to those areas yourself so um, it's all very intuitive we have a map as well so you won't get lost um, and uh, our player base are always uh, always there to help in case you have uh, any any further
0: questions so uh,
1: yeah I encourage you to, uh, to hop on yeah
0: as do I it's it's really great um, like you said there's no whitelist so you can just hop on warp around take a look if you're interested apply for builder and um, yeah that'll all be in the description down below please do check it out thank you so much for being on I do appreciate it. No
1: problems at all, thank you.